Welcome to Blind Tag, the wrestling show for people who don't watch wrestling. I'm your co-host, Ron Del Volano. And I'm your co-host, Matt Raddick. And here we are for yet another episode of Blind Tag, the wrestling show for people who don't watch wrestling. We're very close, Matt, to episode... What episode is this? 68? Uh, this is 68. Oh, we're getting close. We're getting close. Yeah, we're, getting we're close. closing in on 100. Closing in on number 100. Number the big, 100. The big 100. The big 100. The most not, important numerical episode that we will be doing here at Blind Tag. Not a, not a, num, not a, more, num, not a more important number that could possibly be, be conceived. I'm excited for 420. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a little bit further away we're from that We're almost there. Almost there. Closing in on Only it. like nine more years and we'll make it. Gosh, yeah. Oh, we're so close. Oh, though. it's so close. Uh, I have a, I have a, a bus story. Mm, if love you want to hear. a bus story. I, you know, I'd love to kick it off with a good bus story. Yeah, so I told the story about the man eating an entire rotisserie chicken <laughs> on one stop. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, uh, this week it was a little different. You good? You back? Yeah, no, you it's funny. It's just, it's just. Uh, you with remember me for the podcast? Funny. Yeah, it's about I'm, wrestling. I'm right here. We talk about wrestling here. Yep, that's one. I, right uh, I was sitting down at the bus as you do, and uh, a man got on an older man. He, I, I would refer to him as a dirty hippie. Mm. And when uh, you said a man got on, got on an older man. I no. interpreted that as one sentence, and there's no, you know, you repeating yourself. Just a man got on an older man. No, but that's sort of relevant. Mm, okay. So this dirty hippie gets on the bus, and he's older. He's got long nails and weird glasses, and he was wearing a kilt. And uh, <laughs> he was just kind of walking around the bus. And mm-hmm. then he he stood in front of me, and he grabbed onto the rail to... To mm. not fall over. I mm, love where this is going. And then the bus moved, and apparently he decided not to hold on to the rail, and so he he landed on me. Mm. He just kind of flew backwards and landed on me, and I put my hand on his backpack and I shoved him back up. Yeah. And then uh, and then he did the absolute worst thing on the fucking planet, mm-hmm. and that was that he kept turning back to me to address it and say. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. I, I was like, I know what fucking happened. You didn't yeah, hold yeah, on to the right, rail right. when the bus was moving, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? How many times have you ridden the fucking bus? Yeah, right. I'm not even that old, and I've ridden the bus so many times that I, I you have to ride the bus once to know that you hold on to the railing yeah. when the bus is moving, mm-hmm. or you're going to fall on somebody with your kilt. Mm-hmm. It's true. So... I think He's, you should take extra precaution when you're when you're wearing a kilt yeah, for fear right. that you might sit on someone by mistake. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and so he kept turning back and it got to a point where I was just like, It's fine, man. Like we don't we don't need to keep talking about it. You said that to him? No. No. I almost did though. Yeah. I, I honestly I almost got up and was like, Why don't you sit down? <laughs> like I'll go stand I'll go stand somewhere else in the bus. And hold on this to this railing. This seems to have affected you much more than it has affected me. Why don't you take a seat, sir? <laughs> right. I, I was, I was, I mean, honestly, I, I wasn't that bothered by it. Yeah. It was like, whatever, shit happens. It was an accident. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be mad at him. But then as he kept turning around to apologize and bring so, it like, back up, like, oh, I was getting so mad. You, you said, he, he turned around, he said he was sorry, and mm-hmm. you said, it's all good, man. Yeah. And then he, like, two seconds later, just did the same thing. Like, he just, yeah, a couple times. So it wasn't like you just, like, ignored him. Because, like, sometimes I will do that if, like, somebody does something annoying to me and they apologize, but I'm not, I don't forgive them. I will pointedly say nothing when they apologize to me. No, I, 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 I was fine with it because it was an accident on the bus. He should have been holding on to the railing Mm -hmm. as you do when the bus is moving. It's true. It's a good safety precaution. Uh, He didn't do that, though. But, yeah, he just kept kept making a point of being overly polite Mm -hmm. and apologizing, and it was just too much because a bus is a very public and crowded place, and I don't want to keep addressing the fact that this old man just sat on me. Yeah, those eyes just staring at you. It does not sound Mm. good. Mm. That watching this horrible situation unfold. Mm. I was want, upset. I don't want that attention on me. Uh, I was riding the bus the other day. Oh, yeah. Uh, took, took, a, took a new sort of approach to life and rode the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ron approach, as we said. The Ron approach to life, yes. I yeah. uh, decided to try it on for size. And um, I was lucky enough to have one of the fair enforcers get on the bus uh, oh, as cool. I was on the bus. These guys are fun. Oh, yeah. They're, they're real hoots. Um, I felt like the fair enforcers that got on looked like Akamen Rezar. Uh, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> they looked like they might have been the authors of pain with their bulletproof vests. And yeah, like, like scowls. Yeah, I mean they were also like 
oh, totally overdressed for the situation. Sure. I don't think you need that much protection for doing fair enforcement. I think they had knee pads, which was an interesting mm, choice sure. to me. Um, but anyway, they're getting on. They're doing their thing. They're, you know, bothering some some friendly people that are just trying to make their way downtown, making their way, making their way. Mm-hmm. And um, at one point, they stopped these people that were standing be- or sitting behind me. They looked like they were tourists. They had very large bags with them. Uh, but the guy was, like, checking their transfer slips. And then the bus came to a sudden halt. And he, like, flew, like, not flew, but fell into this woman. The, uh, the, the... the fair enforcer did. Oh. Thank you, yeah. God. And uh, and but and he like you know he tried very very hard to catch yourself. You ever fallen on a bus and try and catch yourself, but not try and like grab anybody or anything yeah, in yeah. the process? Very difficult. It takes a lot of core strength. Yeah, and it's just very awkward in general. He tried to do that. Pretty sure he definitely like crushed her her foot. Uh, but then he did the same thing. He was like very very apologetic. But it was also like very funny. <laughs> uh, and then like they got off at the next stop, which happened to be the stop that I was getting off of. And he was definitely just like, man, I fucked up so bad to his his fellow <laughs> fair and. I, was, I, I, I thought you were gonna say he did like a like a Kevin James move where he just put both hands out and just <laughs> grabbed her right on the chest. I, I mean, it's possible that he did something like that, but I was face it. But his back was to me. But it was also just like thinking about this story now. It's like, dude, this is your job. Like, grab the railing. Oh yeah, you can't guy. be you can't be Paul Blart parking enforcement yeah. or whatever. Like, <laughs> right. <it's> just... <laughs> You gotta know what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta know what you're doing. You look like you're ready to crack into a cold one. Here. I really you're am. I'd love to crack it. open this cold one. It's. I think it's time. It's. I'm parched. Let's let's embrace it. Ah, I'm ready. Oh, I'm having a little trouble. Oh, mine was fresh. Oh, I can hear it coming through the mic. I can hear that sizzle. Took a bit. Big old gulpsky there, pal. I'm so sorry to our listeners. <laughs> to our dear listeners. You can't enjoy in the. And the lemon Lacroix with mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, if you're listening at home, I think now is the time to to pause the podcast, crack yourself open a nice cold Lacroix, or you could also squeeze a lemon on the other side of the room, and it's sort of the same taste sensation <laughs> as drinking a lemon a lemon Lacroix. Yeah, you've. I have to say. While we're on the subject of Lacroix, mm-hmm. you've recently turned me on to the lemon Lacroix. It's the I, only one that has any inkling of a flavor. Sure. Yeah. I like. You mentioned that lime is okay too. Yeah. Well. Okay. So I, I had I had avoided the lemon Lacroix for a long time. Not generally a big fan of lemons. Not a big lemon guy All over right. here. Um. So you know. Have you never been to a lemon party? <laughs> you know, I can't say that I have, Ron. Um. I had one on the bus the other day. <laughs> it sure sounds like it. Um, anyway, I, I, I've indulged in the pomplamousse, you know, I've, mm-hmm. uh, I've, uh, I've had the, I've had my fair share of lime, tried the key lime. Key lime is no good. I don't know if, I don't know mm. if you had key lime. I right don't, I, I don't venture too far away from lemon. Berry, also bad, but I had avoided the lemon because I was like, lemon, come on. Finally tried it. It's real good. When, now it makes the lime taste like crap and it's a bummer. When I'm, I'll, I'll, the only time I try other flavors is when I get one for free, like at a thing or I'm at somebody's house and I always like take a couple sips and I'm like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> this is just this is just hard water. Have you tried uh, Have you tried Talking Rain yet? I haven't. I, I'm aware of the brand. I've Similar had like to some of their chocolate rain, but uh, <laughs> but more Talking Rain. I've had some of their like actual flavored beverages, oh, not yeah. like a uh, sparkling water. Yeah. But... The sparkling water is well good. Had a nice uh, an, a nice nectarine the other day. Mm, it was exquisite. Mm. I would say. This has been Beverage Tag, uh, the the beverage show for people who don't drink beverages. <laughs> this has been Bus Tag, the bus show for people who don't ride the bus. Conveniently, both B-words. Should we get into the wrestling, Ron? Yeah, if you want to. Um, let's do that. Kind of a consequential show this week. Um, yeah, kind of a lot happened. Uh, is it, uh, I mean, uh, I'm really like nervous to talk about that, to talk about do you like, want to start? Well, the with biggest the main event. I mean, it's the it was it was the whole show, really. Well, partially. I mean, we can start with SmackDown. We can start with the women. We can sure. start with so much stuff. But yeah. you want to start with the news about Brock? Lesnar. I mean, I don't want to start with any like I. That's not my. It's not my. Let's not talk my about territory. Roman Reigns. Okay, let's talk about Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns comes out. And he says some shit about Brock Lesnar. I don't remember exactly the note that I took about Roman Reigns. Okay. Is one that he called out Brock. Two. Uh, yes. That he talked about Brock Lesnar's UFC rival, Daniel Cormier. Mm-hmm. Ter- pronounce his name 
Cormier. Terribly. No, he said Cormier. No, it's it's Cormier. Cormier. <laughs> well, uh, my point is that Roman, uh, a true hero, mm-hmm. confirmed our pronunciation of Daniel's name. That is true. That is true. He it, he confirmed it to be factual. Hey, speaking of Roman, did your shirt arrive? My uh, my Roman Reigns shirt did arrive. I chose not to wear it. You are not wearing that one. You're wearing a different shirt. Would you like to? Would you like me to describe it? Would you like to tell the people yeah, you at can, home? You can. You can say which wrestling shirt I'm wearing. Sure. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's a. It's one of the eight bit collection from the WWE shop. Real fun. Real fun shirts. Yeah. I like them. It's like a video uh, game character select. Yeah. Yeah. It's got kind of a ska feel to it, which I think is a nice touch. Uh, but it's it's uh it's the Iron Sheik. And he's in his his uh, turban. I don't know if turban is the right word. Is that the right word? I don't think so. Okay. It's, well, it's... I've firmly put my foot in my mouth once again. It's all right. I'll cut this. Okay. Wink, cool. wink. I'm not gonna cut it. Wink, <laughs> wink. But he's it. got he's got a nice uh, ska hat on. It's it, it because of the eight bit bit bititization. It looks just checkerboard. Well, so you know. Fun. Iron Sheik's gonna he'll he'll break your back and make you humble. He is a real rude boy, that's for sure. Uh yeah, last week I talked about ordering a Roman Reigns shirt because the point was that it's important to wear to wear the merchandise of a face and to represent the faces of the WWE and to, you know, be be kind to the community and really yeah. play a part in it. Right. I also got this Iron Sheik shirt <laughs> because as you know, I love a good heel. Mm-hmm. And I also love anyone who hates Hulk Hogan. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and if there's anything that I know about Iron Sheik, both in and out of character, he fucking, fucking hates, hates Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. I and that and that I do love. To, and to me, that kind of makes him a face. Yeah. In the in I mean in this economy, absolutely. Uh, I I one time mistook the Iron Sheik for a little person. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> oh, boy, that's a classic blind that's tag. That's a good bit. blind tag throwback. We're yeah. kind of doing a greatest hits here today. Yeah, right. Boy. Uh, so yeah, that's why that's why I'm wearing the Iron Sheik shirt. Yeah, to to remind yourself of your of how much you've evolved over the past uh, 68 episodes. Yeah, for you know? sure. Now I know that the Iron Sheik is tall. <laughs> uh, not that little at all. That's that's about it. That's all I that's really, really learned all about wrestling. All, all you've learned. No, I um, I understand that the Iron Sheik is a problematic, uh, yeah, character. Sure. We can say, yeah, but I don't. From what I could find, he himself is not really a problematic guy. It's just like he he comes from an era of wrestling where having a more stereotypical character that is more of like a caricature than anything yeah that was sort of the norm and yeah, and sure. it's it's more of that his uh his character hasn't aged well well that's for darn sure but he seems to have he's apparently not a racist in real life he doesn't <laughs> I like you're gonna say he has aged well because that is great not true yeah <laughs> he's no, had he, a rough go of it yeah um he's had a pretty rough life he had some weird stuff happen in his life yeah i don't know i mean i haven't i haven't delved too deep into his history uh he had a daughter who was life. murdered by her boyfriend wow that's yeah horrible I know. Sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, it's Keith. yeah, it's a, a very very sad story. He uh, no, it's, I think he's a guy who's had an interesting life, and he's kind of continued to portray the Iron Sheik character, even though he retired like forty years ago. Yeah, well, th- that is that's sort of an interesting thing. So this this documentary got made about him in twenty thirteen, mm-hmm. um, and apparent like apparently he does not run his Twitter account. Uh, it's run by like I believe that. Yeah, right. It's like run by. I don't know some. I think the team that worked on the film, and it was kind of like a way to sort of promote the film. So I don't know how much he like really like lives the character in sure. real life right now. Still have not seen this documentary. Been meaning to watch it for. Well, quite I know a I know for time. a long time he did like like he'd go on the Howard Stern show and stuff like oh, that sure, as yeah, Iron yeah. Sheik, like mm-hmm. always in character. Like he he was really just about being Iron Sheik. He was just one of those old timey wrestlers who like kind of always existed in kayfabe. Yeah, sure. Which I. Like is super weird and I don't really like, but also I kind of do in, yeah, in right. a weird kind of twisted way. But yes, I I understand that uh, the Iron Sheik as a character is problematic, but I think that he represents important things such as hating Hulk Hogan. Mm, yes, yes, a very very important idea indeed. Uh, you said that you don't like when 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 a character stays in in kayfabe full time. Is that specifically old timey wrestlers or? Um, no, it's, it's not that I don't, it's, I'm very conflicted about this because I really, 
I like the idea of it. Yep. And I think it works better with the old timey guys. Mm -hmm. But there's also like you have to find that line of just being like, okay, well now I need the world to know that I'm okay and not insane or not like actually injured or not dead and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there's a balance that you need to strike. Then there's guys like the undertaker who like sometimes will be the undertaker Mm -hmm. on like social media. I'm sure he doesn't run his own social media. Like sometimes he is character undertaker and sometimes he's like just taking pictures with post Malone. Yeah. Shitty American undertaker. Like it's, if you're going to go, you got to go one way or the other. You got (laughs) to find the balance. You can't have both. Yeah. I mean, it is a little bit different too in this day and age now that like, most wrestlers are just portraying a guy who wrestles you like right yeah, as sure. opposed to like a you know an iranian like maybe pseudo terrorist yeah, or a sheik a at bit. least yeah i don't know it's it's weird whole, whole, uh, it's an iranian guy who doesn't like america yeah we'll right say. and most importantly hulk hogan <laughs> yeah um yeah, that is it is an, an interesting thing i will say that 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 sometimes i wish that people would be would Sometimes I wish that I didn't follow. I, I enjoy following wrestlers on social media, but sometimes I wish I didn't. And, mo- and mostly that is when I see uh, Braun Strowman's Instagram posts. Because yeah, we've talked about this. He does not keep in character at all, which is kind of disappointing, except for the fact that I did watch, I did see him prepare a meal the other day, and it involved literally eight pounds of chicken, uh, which is, that's a lot of chicken for those keeping score at home. Uh so that's fun. I, he's like a bodybuilder, though. Well, yeah, not a, I mean, not I, a bodybuilder. Excuse me, a strong man. Yeah, I mean, I understand you got to do what you got to do, but uh, you know, that's a that's a lot of chicken. That's a lot of chicken. Maybe try beans. That's like eight he, chickens. He's eight pounds of beans. <laughs> I would love to see that instead. But he also loves to talk about guns, and I hate that so much. Yeah, that's a little rough. And it's also just weird that like he is supposed to be this like intimidating guy, and then he just like posted a picture of like. He saw like a chicken outside of his farm, or, or like a, not a chicken. What's a what's a what's a wild animal? Like a <laughs> like a squirrel, like a something. wild rooster. No, it was oh, it was a turkey. It was oh. a turkey. There was a turkey eating out of his bird feeder, and he took a picture of it. And he's just like, blah blah blah, gobble gobble. There's a turkey. Get these hands. And it's like, what? What, what, the, <laughs> what did the turkey do to you? What? So it's, it's like, like kind of in kayfabe, but I also mean, not. It's just like he puts like a lot of hashtags on his stuff, and one of them is usually get these hands. Sure. But it's like, why is, why is get the turkey these want to turks. get these hands? Let this turkey. He's just eating from your bird feeder. He is a bird. Speaking of wild birds, yeah. in my walk home today, I saw a pigeon yeah. sitting on a pile of bird seed. Like somebody put mm. out like corn and bird seed, a big pile, probably mm-hmm. like one foot in in diameter wow sizable. and a pigeon was just sitting right in the middle of it like <laughs> like yeah this is my feed like please walk around other birds please go to hell this is exactly this, mine this feed pile is mine he's like he's like smaug guarding his yeah, treasure exactly <laughs> just, he wasn't eating it he was just kind of sitting just there. just sitting on top of it his I mean, gold he's, nuggets he's saving it for later probably uh, I guess I guess what I'm really trying to say mm-hmm. is uh, welcome to Brock Spotting, your <laughs> weekly update on all things WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar, the man, the myth, the man, the myth, kind the of jerk. a legend. I mean, yeah. he's got a record for holding the title for the longest time. It's true. Brock Lesnar showed up for work, kind of. He didn't do work, but he showed up there. He did. Yes, he did. He did show up for work, but he did not. He did not do the job. Roman Reigns calls him out. Yep. He That's says, how we start the show. He says, Brock. You're you supposed to be here. You suck. I, I, David Cormier is going to fight you. Yep. You got time to show up for his fights, but you don't have time to show up for your job, is yeah, what he yeah. said, which is a good point. Paul Heyman comes out, I guess. No, Kurt Angle comes out. Paul Heyman comes out. Some people come out. Some bald boys come out. No, this, this all happened later. A lot happened yeah, right. with Brock. Brock was on the show a lot, but he barely he no, barely Paul, came out. Paul did start the show. Paul came out to, to, to confront Roman Reigns. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then Paul goes backstage and he says, hey, Brock, you got to get out there. Even if, I know you don't want to, but just do it for me as my friend. Mm-hmm. And Brock Lesnar says, Paul Heyman, you are not my friend. You, you are... work for me. Yeah, right. It was harsh. It was harsh. This was, I feel like, the most, the most formal, like... We we want everybody to hate Brock. Absolutely. Lesnar. Oh yeah. yeah. This I, episode was all about just like getting the fans to hate Brock Lesnar. I think it's very clear that he's going to lose the title at SummerSlam, even yeah. just in that they're 
giving him time on the camera, like by himself or with Paul Heyman to kind of build his character outside of just, yeah, he's right. unstoppable. Right, right. This was, I feel, the first time that there was any level of character building, and it was all negative. Yeah. I saw somebody on Twitter say that the best way to uh, turn Brock heel is to just let him be Brock Lesnar. Yeah, right, because he fucking, he's, he is a, right. he's a wild guy. This just seemed like what Brock Lesnar is probably kind of like. Like, yeah, he was just right. pretty arrogant. Right. And, uh... And then people were like, seemed to be kind of cheering for Roman. Yeah, right. Like they were kind of getting behind him. He also uh, got got the biggest like uh, cheap pop that exists because he called Brock Lesnar a bitch, which is like oh, yeah, the one cares. thing that will always get the crowd to uh, to to cheer for someone. They it's bleeped like, him out. Call him a bitch. They bleeped him out on YouTube. YouTube couldn't even take it. Not not on the live show. I'm um, telling you, it was the real deal. So then Kurt Angle has some words for Paul Heyman. Yeah says, uh, Paul, I'm going to end your contract with the WWE. He says the good people of Miami, Florida, uh, which I th- thought was maybe a stretch to say good people of Miami, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Miami. It was, All a, right, cheap, Elias. It was a cheap joke. Uh, he said the good people of Miami, Florida paid good money, their hard-earned money, to come to the show, and they came to see Brock Lesnar. They were promised Brock Lesnar. If Brock Lesnar does not make an appearance tonight, then Paul Heyman, you're his manager. You're supposed to be getting him out here. If you don't make him appear tonight... You will be terminated by the WWE. And uh, Paul got on his got on his knees in a very awkward, just kind of whole whole segment here. Yeah. Paul was on his knees, kind of grabbing at Kurt's pants yeah. and yeah. begging him. Well, was... so so the the this that interaction happened in a, in a backstage scene, and then like the rest of the show. Oh, really? Yeah, in the rest of the show, we get um we get like a, a couple vignettes of of. Uh, Paul trying to convince Brock to go out there mm-hmm. and yeah. Brock saying things like, I don't fucking care about these people. They don't need to see me. Like, I just want to go home. I want to go sleep in my bed. I want to read my magazines. I want to, I want to hunt my bears. Uh, I want to, I want to mm-hmm. bathe with my dogs, mm-hmm. um, all those kinds of things. And, uh, he says all that and, and says that I'm, I'm not going out there. And, and Paul kind of like waits till the very end of the show to reveal like, look, if you don't go out there, then I'm going to lose my job. And Brock Lesnar is basically just like, I don't care. Uh, I don't care if you lose your job and all this kind of stuff. Anyway. Yeah. He's like, I'm the draw. Right, exactly. I'm the beast. So we get to the very, very end of the show, and Kurt comes out, and he's like, still haven't seen Brock Lesnar. So Paul Heyman, guess what? Your 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 contract is terminated. And that's when Paul is like getting down on his knees, and he's groveling to, to Kurt and all this kind of stuff. Um, they have this really, really interesting thing where they, they – well, really is a stretch. But like they, they talked about how like – like, Basically, Paul started kind of burying Brock uh, because he knew he was kind of on his way out. Oh, like, yeah. He, you know, he's he's in trouble now. Um, and I wondered if it was like sort of the – maybe they were trying to do this or maybe I'm just reading too far to do it. But it seemed like he was kind of trying to do a thing of like, well, if I piss him off, then he'll come out. And then I'll have a pissed off Brock Lesnar, but at least I'll have – you know, I'll get to keep oh, my that's job. that's interesting. Yeah. That's so a little, he, little too heady. Or uh, WWE, well, you know, I would what, say. What, what can I say? I like to, I like to find, uh, find some depth there where I can. Find some meaning where yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Um, so basically, like he, he says a number of things, but most importantly, he says that he's the worst Universal Champion ever, which oh, yeah. is well, interesting. Oh, oh yeah, and that, but I think Paul agrees or something yeah. like that, um, which is interesting because there have only been four. Four that many. Four Universal Champions. There has been Brock Lesnar for many moons. There has been uh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor for a day. <laughs> uh, there was uh, Goldberg for oh, a minute. Yeah. That's a, a cool walk in the park. And Kevin Owens for a moderately significant amount of time. Sure. So that's that is the lineage of the Universal Championship. And to say that the Brock Brock is the worst amongst them, well, can't can't really disagree. Fair, with that. Yeah. You know, it's not, not an unfair statement at all. Um. So yeah, but but eventually, uh, if Paul Heyman had a plan, it worked because Brock does Brock's music hit, and he does he does end up coming out to the ring. And what did he do? He was kind of he was great. He was peaceful. He mm-hmm. said, "Hey, you're right. I'm gonna come back on SummerSlam, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna fight somebody, and it's gonna be a fair fight." Yeah, right. And he like did kind of a yippee, like kind of a like yeah. A, yeah, just like, like arm that. Movement, he was like, like, sorry for being such a jerk over there. I just, I just had a really bad day. You I know, know I'm a real jag off sometimes in the locker room, but, and... it's, but it's just because people don't understand me. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I hadn't had my, I hadn't had my dozen raw eggs today, so I get a little cranky. Yeah, that's anyway. what he said. Yeah, that's what he said. And then he also was like, "Do you have a problem with me, Kurt?" 
and then he hit Kurt Angle with an F five, and he did, and he it looked just rough. Dropped him, and it was it was not so good. And he threatened to do it to Baron Corbin, and didn't do it to Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin just kind of yeah, walked he was like, I'm gonna hurt. My th- immediate thought was, why didn't he just do it to Baron Corbin? Because like Baron Corbin can certainly take a bump right now, and sure. Kurt is like, eh, maybe don't do that. Maybe don't do that. To him. I don't know. Yeah. But then, more importantly than that, Paul Heyman is now, like, you know, yucking it up. He's like, ha, 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 my client. We got him. He's great. We did it. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Brock Lesnar kind of, like, snaps. And he grabs Paul Heyman by the jowls. And he, and he, yeah, he, he got, he, got all up in there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and was basically trying to, like, choke out uh, choke out old Paul Riss. He had a knee on his chest. It didn't look, like, very comfortable. Paul was saying, I can't breathe. Brock, yeah. I can't breathe. Yeah. I can't breathe. And I definitely had a moment of, like, is he for real? Yeah, I know. I know <laughs> me, too. Because I was like, ah, man, Paul's a really good actor. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Paul, uh, Brock kind of turned on Paul. Uh, Brock is fully the bad guy, the nasty boy. He hates Kurt Angle. He hates all wrestling fans. And most of all, he... Actually, not most of all. But he also hates Roman Reigns. Well... Who doesn't? Yeah, right. You know, pretty much everybody. So I'm excited. In some ways, he's one of us. I'm just saying, I'm excited now that you we feel have, good about it. Now I now I feel justified in my displeasure and dislike of of Brock Lesnar. Before it was sure. just based on like, yeah, this guy kind of sucks and he's boring. Sure. Yeah. And now it's like, hey, he's an actual bad guy. Yeah, that's true. Which that's generally, I like and I'm into it. But this time around, I like Paul Heyman a bit more. Right. I mean, I I think the 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 meta level of this of like you know a typical bad guy you at least get like that he in theory he appreciates what's going on here but like Brock is is really saying not just that he 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 disrespects the fans because I think lots of heels do that and says that he thinks that sure, yeah. the fans are garbage or whatever and like that's that's part of the character but he's saying that he doesn't respect them and 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 doesn't like just doesn't care about them. And I think I, that that's a that's a different. Brock Lesnar is like the kind of guy who would sit on you on a bus and then continually <laughs> publicly apologize, <laughs> continually draw attention to the yeah, fact that right. he kind of broke your spirit a little right. bit. He's not doing it for you. No, he's just doing it for himself. He's just doing, doing it to it. make himself feel better. Yeah, exactly. He's a real real. Even after you've accepted the apology and moved on in your very short life. Mm-hmm. He will keep coming back to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he won't keep coming back to it because we probably won't see him on Raw again. God, I hope so. Ever, uh, ever maybe? Maybe ever. I don't know. But Is that the last time we saw Brock Lesnar? We're going to see Brock Lesnar on Raw? Because if he like loses at SummerSlam, is he just going to disappear? Maybe. I, I, One can only hope, but right. it's, it's like I always say. Uh, this has been Brock spotting your weekly update on all things WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. You do always say that. Let's talk about the women of Raw. Let's talk These about Raw the women. women. Of Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you like to talk about, Ron? Sasha Banks and Bailey. Mm-hmm. I just want to make a note here. We yeah. don't need to spend a lot of time. They had a tag team match. Don't even remember who they were fighting. It doesn't Morgan matter. Morgan and Sarah Logan. God, why do you the always have these squad. fucking answers? When I say it doesn't matter, when I say I don't care, I just want to mention it. You always got to throw in this relevant information. Mm-hmm. Like we're doing a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had this tag team match, and uh, they were wearing matching outfits. We're wearing matching outfits, yes. Which I think really kind of solidifies the fact that they are a tag team I now. think so, too. The, I, the, the bigger thing to me was that they had a combination finisher that they did. Yes, and then the WWE Twitter. Did you see this? I didn't see this. The WWE's Twitter account uh, tweeted a gif of it mm-hmm. and said, what should they call this Ooh. move? And I think they are um, solidifying that this is a legitimate tag team, which sure. might mean that... Uh, We're going to get a legitimate tag team uh, division. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking, too. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Uh, the other women of Raw, though, um, Ronda Rousey's back. Mm, she sure is. Yeah, she's back from her suspension. That, I feel like, kind of flew under the radar, given the whole Brock stuff going on. Yes, absolutely. But uh, they did... Ronda returns this week. Yeah, a lot of returns, exactly. It's, uh, even on SmackDown, we're going to get to that. Um, but Ronda has her first match on Raw next week. Yeah, pretty wild, right? I know. And who is she fighting? Alicia Fox. None other than Alicia Fox. The note that I have here is Ronda versus Alicia Fox next week, and then another note under that that just says LOL. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you think Alicia's going to win that match? Oh, absolutely. She's the, the vet. Yeah. Where the fuck has Alicia Fox been? Dude, I don't know, man. We, we talked about this. We didn't know. She came back last week, mm-hmm. and it was just like, oh, yeah, Alicia Fox is a wrestler. Yeah, right. Sometimes. I think she's just kind of like on retainer. It's like they, sure. they call her in when they need her, and it's like now they have uh, Evolution coming up, and so they're like, yeah, I guess we'll find a program for you. Right. You know, we need you to come back and get your arm broken by Ronda Rousey, yeah, please. Right? Could we, you could you do that for us? Can you come and job to Ronda Rousey? Yeah, on your second day back. Yeah, thank you. Ronda had a had a little bit of in ring action this week too, and again, I feel like she's getting better and better. Did she? I don't impressive. think I don't think this was on. Um, you know, YouTube. yeah. I mean, she didn't have a match or anything like that, but just so the the things going on this week was that Natalia had a match with Alicia Fox, Alexa was in Alicia's corner, and Ronda was in Natalia's corner. Where's Naya? Uh, nobody knows. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed that she's not part of this. I was really hoping for a triple threat match between Nia, Alexa, and Ronda, but I don't think we're going to get that, uh, especially given what's going on on SmackDown. <laughs> a little bit of a spoiler. Wow. <laughs> spoiler alert Thanks for jumping ahead. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, but yeah, basically, like, the, the match ended in some level of chicanery and chaos, and part of it involved Ronda getting into the ring, and I think she, she did, she did her little, like, uh, kind of super Samoan drop thing to uh to both Alicia and Alexa I believe. Sure. But yeah, looked looked good doing it. She put I think Alicia in an arm bar and uh just like like r- rolled into it really smoothly. It was it was really nicely done. Well, we're going to see it again next we week. We sure are. She's uh going to get going to get a win. Going to get her first win on Raw. I think that's a that's a prediction that I can make next for next week. Uh you alluded to it. So let's talk about the let's talk about the it. women of SmackDown mm-hmm. uh triple threat match. We have uh, another. We had another big return. Yeah, Charlotte Flair. I kind of forgot she was gone. Yeah, me too. Not, I, I mean, I was kind of thinking. I was like, where, where has she been? Right. But not she's not been that I gone. not that I forgot about her. Just right. like it hasn't really felt like she wasn't around. Right. Because right. the it's been kind of slow going with the ladies on SmackDown mm-hmm. lately. I agree. Yeah, been 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 a lot of slow building going on, especially because we we moved away from Carmella uh, and Oscar, which was kind of the program over the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, started this new thing with Carmella and Becky, um, but you know, you know the way that Charlotte is. She's always got to be the center of attention. That She's just Charlotte kinda Flair inserted herself into this feud as well. Yeah, so uh, Carmella kind of attacked Becky. She faked her out and hmm. att- attacked her, and then uh, this was an extremely good. It was good promo from was, Carmella. There were a lot of very good promos this week. Yeah, uh, yeah. Carmella did this really, really awesome. Promo basically talking about how she's always admired Becky and respected Becky because, like, you know, even when WWE was telling Carmella that the best she'll ever be is a valet, the best she'll ever be is a manager, um, Becky was always, like, kind to her and giving her advice and stuff like that. And, you know, she... Uh, Becky got called up to to SmackDown first. You know, she was one of the the leading women when the brand split happened, and Carmel always admired her for that. Um, and so she was like, and I'm really excited to now have a chance to to wrestle at SummerSlam. You know, the biggest party of the summer with one of my with one of my idols and and someone that I really respect. It was really nice, like heartfelt promo. Um, and then of course James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth music hits. Mm. Becky is totally faked out, and Carmella attacks. Uh, James Ellsworth did not come out, fortunately, uh, fortunately for everybody in- involved. But um, yeah, and but, right right before Carmella could murder Becky with mm-hmm. a with a steel chair. Yep. Uh, Charlotte's music, music hits, and we were like, oh, oh, haven't seen her. Normal. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, right. Ooh. You belong here. She uh, makes the save and saves Becky. I did think that this was a good moment for Carmella because something that that we've talked about a bit um, is that like. These 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 dastardly heels that are, you know, like relying on other people to help them win matches and stuff like that. It works, but it's a little bit disappointing that like you never really get the sense that they could stand on their own. Sure. You know, it's like they're because they can't. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But it's like you want them to still be somewhat of a physical threat, even if they're they yeah. like in order to, to secure the win. You know, they need to have a little bit of assistance. But right, you want to Carmella's, your genders, these these folks exactly. who always have somebody on the sidelines. Exactly. Exactly. But I felt like this was nice because I mean, sure, she was relying on underhanded tactic, but like. Through and through, she was the physical threat in this. You know, it wasn't that she had like some extra muscle or anything like that. It was just yeah. like, I am. Uh, even if I'm using a chair, I am still the one that is gonna gonna beat you up. So I thought I thought this was a nice uh, a nice layer to add to Carmella's character. Uh, to to make it short, yes. Charlotte saved the day, and then she got a match with uh, Carmella. Yep, 
Charlotte won the match, much to Becky's chagrin. Yes. So now it is a Tri- triple threat, a fatal three-way, as if, we say. As, as we say here on SummerSlam. So who do you think? I still think it's going to go to Becky. Well, here's what I'm thinking, actually. Oh, boy. So now that now that Becky has been inserted, or I'm sorry, when this match was one on one, I was like, okay, cool. They're going to do. They're going to give Becky a little bit of time in the spotlight. That's great. Now they've made it a one on one on one, a fatal three way. Mm-hmm. Um, as and, we say, as we say, and now I'm like, okay. So first of all, I genuinely think that that sucks for Becky because she deserves yeah. a little bit more time in the spotlight. But now I'm like, now you've kind of opened the floodgates. So why not make this a fatal four way with Oscar? With Oscar. Because Asuka and Charlotte still have some unresolved beef. So I would be interested to see if, if, if Asuka and Charlotte kind of cross paths next week. And Asuka and Carmella. Right, exactly. Asuka and Becky, not so much. But hey, you know. Why not? You know what they say. Two's, two's a match. Three's a th- crowd. Four is another match. party. It's a bigger match. It goes back around. It's yep. circular. Four it's is cyclical. the biggest party of the summer. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a slamminess party of the summer. That's what they say. Um, so yeah, I I mean maybe maybe I'm they say a, a lot. They say a lot of things. There's a lot of sayings. Uh, <laughs> just generally speaking, there's a lot of sayings in this world. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse here. But uh, another saying for you. Put someone someone at work today said putting the chicken before the egg, and I said oh, no. I don't think that's what that works. No. <laughs> I think you got those mixed up. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's it's like when uh. When a chicken, like when you hitch a chicken to an egg, <laughs> and you just have it drag it around, chicken chicken can pull an egg around all day, but Easily. you can't put you, egg can't pull a chicken around, right? You can't like put the egg cart, before the chicken. Like a cart can't pull a horse right. unless you put the horse in the cart, then you could use it to move the horse. If you're going like downhill, like, maybe you could just kind of push it. Yeah, then you could put I mean, the. That's cart technically like you hook it to a car, and sure. then it's you're moving a horse around in a in a cart mm, true sure i mean how, 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 how heavy is the is the cart if it's a if it's a heavy cart and you're moving down the hill you know you could pull the you could pull that horse right down is it, is it on is wheels the, or is it like a plow kind of thing the horse or the or the cart both <laughs> well if the horse is on wheels and the cart is a plow then i think yes it would work <laughs> um this is stupid <laughs> hey the other women of smackdown uh lana Mm, had, yes. a, had a match against Selena Vega. Yes, she did. The hype man, the hype woman for Andrade Cien Almas. That's true. I, I, uh, I saw that this match got booked, and mm-hmm. my note was that if Selena Vega doesn't kick Lana's ass, then everything means nothing. And did you watch it? I, I sort of watched it. I could tell you all about it. I had know. a moment of. of I, I decided that I desperately needed to rearrange my bookshelf last night. So uh, at a, at 11 p.m., I was watching wrestling, but also rearranging a bookshelf. Yeah. So you want me to take this one? I would love you to take this one. All right. So uh, Zelina and Lana had a match. Based on the YouTube cut, Lana mm-hmm. had the upper hand through most of this. Okay, sure. So, tell me a little bit about Zelina. Is she actually like a good wrestler in NXT, or was she always just a hype man for uh, Almas? So in WWE, she's always... <laughs> Uh, in WWE, she's always been um, just a hype woman, so far as as I have seen. Keep saying hype man, match. hype person. Excuse hype, me, hype person. Um, she's the Flava Flav of the Almas family. Precisely. However, as I understand it, she had a pretty robust uh, uh, wrestling career outside of that. She also uh, does a, a really a really nice Hurricane Rana um, mm. that like that she's she's like used that to help Almas in matches of like when the ref's not looking she'll do this like kind of spike uh, Hurricane Rana where because she's a little bit on the shorter side she'll basically do a Hurricane Rana when someone's like on their knees and then just like spike their face into the ground it's great ah. it looks awesome she's definitely got like real wrestling chops sure Lana however uh, you know what they say her name was Lana she was a showgirl. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's more of a dancer in her career and less of a less of a less of a wrestler. The yeah. wrestling is like a new thing for her. Um, but yeah, it did seem kind of like Lana had the upper hand throughout this whole match. And the only reason that that Lana ended up losing was because Aiden English came out and uh, tried to distract Zelina. That's not or really something. why. No, I mean, Lana Lana got up on the ropes and uh, Andrade was there to kind of like oh right yeah egg her on mm-hmm. and then. Um, he got off the ropes, and then he did it a second time, and mm-hmm. that's when Aiden came out and pulled him off the ropes. But then something else happened. Like, something actually happened in the ring. Yeah. I think Zelina did something she wasn't supposed to, but the ref was distracted. Yeah, and I think it was like a pin. fistful of tights kind of thing. But like, yeah. here's what happened. Zelina kicked Lana in the throat, 
Mm. Knocked her down, pinned her with a fistful of tights. Mm. Okay, yes. After the match, there was a backstage segment where Lana was talking to Rusev. Yep. And Lana did not have an accent <laughs> at all. So my That's theory, you, you mentioned that you think they're dropping it, and she was kind of going back and forth. I think Zelina kicked it out of Lana's throat. I think she kicked her so hard in the throat that she just rearranged her vocal cords, and now Boy. Lana lost the accent. Wow. That's a... Uh... I mean, from what I know of how the voice works, that definitely scientifically makes sense. That's yeah. why you don't ever want to get punched in the throat is because right. then you might lose your ability to speak. And then if ever you need to provide, you know, voice access to like a secret spy dungeon or something like that, right. you might not be able to do it anymore. Or you'll just lose your accent or gain a new one. That's how go. I learned to speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> then I got punched again and now I barely speak English. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, anyways, Alina should have won this match, and I'm upset. She well, did, she, no, she won match. it. Shut she should have. I mean, she was just doing Andrade's moves and stuff like that. Like, just, just. Let I gotta her say, her own wrestling. Lana looked pretty good in the ring. She did. Yeah. I mean, she's gotten better. Don't get she, like she did like a cool, uh, like a kind of like a break dance flip thing to get up when mm. she got knocked down. Mm. Which I was like, oh, they're really playing into her being a dancer and also a wrestler. Like, right. That's, right. That's a cool way to uh, play this character. So you're saying she got knocked down and then she got she up got again. up again. Nobody could, no, nobody could keep her down. Nobody could keep her down. Except Zelina at the end of the match when she did. <laughs> when she kept her down for a count of three. A count of three. Exactly three seconds. She yes. kicked her in the throat, knocked the accent out of her, and then knocked her down for three. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have really loved like a Little Mermaid type scene of like her like grabbing at her throat and being like, it's, it's gone. It's gone. It's and, gone yeah, forever. And she no longer has. And she then Zelina forever say, walked around with like a seashell necklace that was just like, I've got your voice in here. <laughs> what if Zelina accent. has a Russian accent now? <laughs> <laughs> she she kicked her so hard in the throat that she absorbed the accent. Uh, I will say the one word that Lana said with the accent was Rusev. I to- what did I tell you last you week? You told me this last week. But Lana had like four words last week that she spoke. Sure. This week she was actually talking. Oh, the, I guess the point of the actual backstage thing is that, you know. <laughs> That's a- not important. Aiden this was is like fully accent watch. Right. Yeah, this is, you know, she lost the accent. Anyway. Yeah. Let's talk what about was the, the big what boys. was the point of the conversation? It was it was her saying like I really need it was I really needed you out there, Rusev, and you're too distracted yeah. by the stuff with Aiden English. I needed Rusev. Lana needed Rusev. Right. But Aiden was there instead. Got got distracted. This is all well and good. This is like a, a like I a, a, you know, a friendship breaking up. It's a great wrestling storyline. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But I just really want to watch Rusev and Andrade see an almost like wrestle more matches because they're yeah. very good. Oh, it was good, yeah. Very good together. Get AJ in there, do a Fatal three-way. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's have a fatal three-way. Uh, you told me before we started recording that there's a, a book coming out. comes out next week. I did, yeah. Uh, I just found out about this like right before we started recording. Me but, too. Uh, our, yeah, right. <laughs> because I told you. Um, our Lord and Savior, Shinsuke Nakamura, is writing a new text. A new book that he is calling uh, King of Strong Style. Shinsuke of Latter-day Saints. Shins- Shinsuke Nakamura of Latter-day Saints <laughs> has come to us <laughs> with a new holy text. Uh, sort of his New Testament. Uh, he, yeah, he's got a book coming out about his wrestling career. Yeah. Uh, which I mentioned because I'm excited to read it and because I wanted to transition into talking about Randy Orton. Mm, yes, good good call. Shinsuke and Jeff Hardy had a match. Okay. Apparently. Did you watch nope, this? that was not true. Uh, what happened was Jeff Hardy was cutting a promo. Oh, yeah, he, he was. He called out Randy Orton, and he was like, I'm ready for you, Randy. My eyes are open. Jeff Hardy's a real motherfucker. You know that? He's got a lot of weird things to say. <laughs> he was doing the delete thing. Did you notice that? He was, yeah. He I mean, was he does it kind of half-heartedly. He's yeah. like, ah, oh, delete, delete. And only when, like, the camera isn't, like, fully on him. Yep. And he never, like, works delete into any promos. It seems like he's just, like, trying to... He's d- desperately trying to get to the crowd to react to him. Like, so, oh, absolutely. So but now that the, the, the leaders of world are heels, they shouldn't really be, you know, working working with him, the, this nice boy, this nice painted boy. Um... He called the U.S. title his fifth eye. He says a lot of he stuff. He says a lot of things, but he called it his fifth eye. Isn't that something? <laughs> Isn't that something? Just, he's just... Didn't even throw that out there. It's not really explain it at all. It's but, something. But like, you're like, wait a minute. So is he watching Shinsuke? I have no idea. He's just he's he's watching Shinsuke's groin. Are you, are you, are you not a, intently? Are you not a hearty whisperer? Do no, you not understand yeah, I, these? I can't make a lick of sense of this, uh, this nonsense. Um, so yeah, he was trying to call out Randy Orton. Uh, Randy Orton appeared. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, it worked. Uh, he said his name three times, and sure enough, he came striding down the stage, uh, followed by the Snakeman. Um, 
and then so Randy's coming up to the stage and he like is kind of getting into the ring and staring down Jeff Hardy. Then out of nowhere comes a flying foot from uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and he kicks Jeff Hardy right in the back of the head. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. So there was no match that was supposed to be happening here. It was just kind of right, like Shinsuke right. or Jeff saying like I'm gonna fight you. Um, but then yeah, Shinsuke came out and he attacked Jeff Hardy because I guess he still doesn't like him for for some reason. And then, uh, then it got weird. And then it got real weird. I sent you a, a, a oh yeah, a things, screenshot yeah. of my. Phone. Well, okay, so the, the <laughs> there's two weird things that happened here. <laughs> One weird thing is that like Shinsuke attacked Jeff, and then Randy was basically like, got all up in his face and was like, "What are you He's doing? Like, this yeah. is my guy." But then he was like, "Do it!" And then he was like, "Do it! Fucking do Get it. it!" And so then Shinsuke hit watch. him with a, <laughs> Shinsuke hit him with a Kinshasa and uh, a Kinshasa, and Randy Orton watched, and he was very excited about very it. excited very excited Snake, about it the viper the, the viper the was extremely cr- pleased um and then uh shinsuke got up and then randy got like back in his face and was basically like all right now now, sh- now shoot get on go on get go now on get it's out my here. turn exactly so then he beat up jeff hardy a bunch um it's so it's just weird that like randy is sort of using shinsuke as his like his like enforcer i guess and his like uh his like attack friend the I champion yeah, yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird dynamic. I don't know if they're actually friends or not, or if if they all just they all don't like each other. I think we're heading towards another fatal three way. Probably. I don't, I don't, I don't want that. Want here's that. here's what happened though. Okay. Yeah. Let's so get to this. Jeff had his entire face painted, as you mentioned, as he and wants. He, to he's do. been doing this thing where he'll paint his eyelids, so his eyes will be closed, but they'll still look like they're open because he has eyes painted on his eyelids. His well, eyes those are, are always open. Those are his his eyes three and four. Right. His true eyes, and, and his then fi- his fifth eye. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Right. He's wearing the white contacts mm-hmm. so his real eyes look like white balls of nothing and then he's got these big goofy looking fake eyes over his yeah. his eyelids have you watched his entrance lately i haven't i don't want to because what he does is he comes down to the ring and he's and all like he's, he's all about high-fiving his, his fans and stuff like that yeah but then he always does this thing where he then closes his eyes so that you see his eyelid eyes and then he's still trying to high-five people but his eyes are closed so he can't really see <laughs> so there's inevitably a point where he's just like kind of groping around in front of him like trying to figure out it's usually when he gets to like the announce tables because there's no sure. longer the barricade right yeah. next to him and he's just like like feeling around in the dark trying to figure out where he's going because he has this goddamn eyes closed well his third fourth and fifth eye are open <laughs> anyway Jesus. so he's got this face paint his third fourth and fifth eye are open but his fifth eye can only see shinsuke's <laughs> groin it's not helpful at all uh he's got his face painted and randy's thing is kind of like hey dumb shit like yeah. <laughs> you're an idiot yeah this whole thing is dumb and so randy beats him up and then and then jeff is passed out randy grabs a bottle of water yep. and basically waterboards <laughs> jeff hardy <laughs> I'm glad that that was also the visual that you took away yeah. of Jeff like laying prone on on a table with his head back, and then Randy just coming over and pouring water on him. Like, first of all, he grabs like a rag too. Right. To Randy got real close in his face and is just dumping water and looking at him and like rubbing his face and he's mm-hmm. rubbing the paint off his face. And I was literally laughing out loud by myself in the cafeteria at yeah. work watching yeah. this because it was so creepy it's and so ridiculous. Weird. It's so weird. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen yeah uh, but yeah he basically waterboarded jeff hardy to wash <laughs> to wash the stupid paint off of his face i'm He's erasing like, the enigma yeah i'm erasing the by enigma. waterboarding jeff your your gimmick is stupid yeah oh man it was it was it was real weird god i loved real it funny though. it was so funny yeah uh two 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 more things happened sure samoa joe cut a hell of a promo <laughs> on aj styles exquisite uh, we can talk about that a, a little bit. Sure. I mean, they've got a match coming up. He basically said, AJ, you you care more about being on the road than you care about your family and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It was a very excellent promo. Yeah. In the making, same, it, making it real personal. In know? the same show, The Miz cut the greatest promo I've ever seen. You had very strong feelings about this. Oh, my so God. I, as, I, as I mentioned, I was rearranging my bookshelf when this was happening, so I was like kind of half listening, and I had to go back today to, to listen to it again. But you're right. It's a really darn good promo. Hell of a hell of a performance from The Miz. What, what did you like so much about it? Oh, my God. The passion was just unbelievable. Like, I, w- I was watching this, again, at the cafeteria, yep. at work, alone. Yep. I wasn't laughing. I, I almost had a tear in my eye mm. just watching this performance by The Miz and just <laughs> like the true passion and like it genuinely felt like this is a person who despises daniel bryan just because yeah like there's no real there's no real reason behind it but it's just like he hates him so much and he wants to just just break his spirit yeah and it was done so well Mm -hmm. my question though 
is this pre-recorded? Because it's it's done like so. The Miz was on the jumbotron. Yeah, he's on the screen, the whatever you call it, jumbotron, Titantron, Ch- Titantron. Come on, it's WWE. They yeah, gotta have I their know. own stupid name for it. The Miz was on the Titantron. He was on the McMahontron. Yes, and Daniel was talking to him from the ring. The McTron, if you will. The McTron was was the the Miz part pre-recorded? I think n- I think not. Because, like, in time, it seemed like they were actually having right, a conversation. Right. But the Miz's part was, like, so well-produced and so, like, he didn't stumble over his lines and it was just so very good. And an extremely good promo. That's the thing. Is yeah. it just that the Miz is so fucking good and they have really good technology for, like, I guess FaceTime works pretty pretty yeah, much right. instantly. <laughs> but a goddamn Skype call. <laughs> right. I, I I was just so so impressed that That'd be really I really funny that if I it was like a Skype like... call and just in the middle like you lost your connection <laughs> <laughs> starts doing like fading like I don't know getting all crackly and digitized. Yeah, no, it was it was extremely good and it, it like it kind of takes the wind out of Daniel Bryan's sails. Like he it, like I know the Miz had so much like actual passion for this and Daniel is basically just being like I just want to punch your face. Right. Like, like Daniel was very good in this too. Right. I'll exactly. give him that except like. Watching this, I was like, "The Miz is winning this conversation." Yeah, absolutely. Like, there, this is a very like as good as this is on both sides. This mm-hmm. is all the Miz right now. Right, right. And I mean, I think like I think that that is always going to be true. Is that on paper, Daniel Bryan is definitely the better wrestler. He is. He is everything that he oh, sure. he says he is. That was kind of the point of the promo, right? But goddamn, the Miz is like a better talker in 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 such a way. And like, anybody, I mean, yeah, Daniel Bryan's not bad or anything like that. But he's. I mean, he's got to be. He's got to be the best promo. In, in the company right now. Like, he's just, he's just unfucking believable. So let me ask you. Yes. Who had the best promo? Was it Carmella? Was it The Miz? Mm. Or was it Samoa Joe? <sighs> On an episode of SmackDown <sighs> with three of, <sighs> of the best promos that I have seen since we started doing this show, probably. Lately. Who, which, uh, I'm going to give it to The Miz. Okay. Samoa Joe, God, it was very good. It was mm-hmm. just very, like, Joe is also a great promo. Yeah. Carmella, I was very impressed. It was it was a different type of promo. Mm-hmm. She was she's much more passionate about yeah. it. I believe. I mean, her. the fact that Carmella is even in that conversation with those two guys, oh, sure. like the, the, a lot of respect to Carmella. She that that's a real, that's a real good promo that she cut there. It was a nice a nice segment. Um, I actually thought that this was kind of like it was a good promo, but like Samoa Joe has set the bar extremely high for himself, and I sure. kind of love the like. The like fiery righteous anger that he brings into a lot of oh, his things, yeah. and he kind of touched on that a little bit, but it was like it was it was like less that and more of of just like you know him kind of like he had a more specific point, which in some ways was worse. It was more than just like I'm going to murder you, but it was like I'm going to murder you, and also you're a bad dad, um, which <laughs> for some reason had less impact for me. And I think like it, the the other thing I was thinking about is like. There is a certain element of like the Daniel Bryan Miz beef is a little bit about like family values to some extent too. Sure. Because that was a lot of like what Daniel was saying is like Miz is so underhanded. He, you know, brought his wife to the ring and he made me believe that he was like going to injure his baby baby to to get to me. Like, how could you possibly do that as a father, Miz? Um, That's like his whole thing. And like that's you know, actually relevant to Mrs. Sure. character and Daniel Bryan's character. Cause like their families are both a big part of their actual, like in the ring character. Whereas like, we don't ever really hear about AJ's family. So it was just kind of like, it's kind of weird that Samoa Joe was just out of the, ba- out of the blue, just being like, you're a bad dad. You know that you're a bad I, husband. I, I, that makes sense. I still think it was a good promo. Oh yeah. I do too. Performance by it, Joe. It, it really is like more about like you set the bar so high for yourself that like, all right, then Carmella or the Miss? Who Miss, are you going? It was the Miss. Okay. It was the Miss. Right. It was the Miss. It's always the Miss. Always the Miss. Fuck. It's always the Miss. I'm probably going to watch that again after this. Yeah, it's good. You should also watch Miss and Misses because episode two, more of the same. Was it good? It's, yeah. It's extremely good. Oh, man. I, I am, I'm very into this show. It's yeah. very good. It's a very fun show to watch. This week was all about was all about uh, Maurice was throwing uh, a baby shower. And, of course, it's got to be perfect. So a lot of it was talking about how the Miz is a cheap bastard and doesn't want to like splurge on a delivery fee for this like beautiful cake that she wants. Sure. And instead like, and then it's also about like his dad comes into town for the baby shower and you find out that he gets his, his very, uh, his very thrifty tendencies from his father because his father finds out that he's, that he's getting the cake delivered and he's like, Mike, what the hell are you doing? We can take care of that. We can do it. No problem. Oh, no. And he talks Miz into going and picking up the cake. So they pick up the cake. Sure enough, they destroy the cake. 
and, the, it, and the, the they like anxiety, stop abruptly at a red light and the cake just falls over the anxiety that this would give me of just waiting for that cake to be oh, destroyed i feel like i could not handle that right right and then it, it causes it like the miz is just like freaking out and then he just like goes back to the pastry shop and because he is an extremely like wealthy and successful person sure, yeah he just like he just comes in and he's like listen i fucked up so <laughs> I need, I'm going to spend $2,000 on replacing this $750 cake because I need this today and I need it now or I'm going to ruin my wife's first baby shower ever. Uh, so it's like it's it's like he, a significant portion of the episode is dedicated to him haggling with these people over dro- ne- taking $10 off of their delivery fee. Their delivery fee is 100 bucks, and he's like, I will only do it for 90 And they spend a ton of time being like, he's going to haggle for this 10 bucks. And then okay. like, later on in the episode, he just drops two grand on like getting a new cake fit for this thing. It's, I, I want to be at a point in my life where I'm so rich yeah. that, I, that I'm at like, I fucked up and I need somebody else to fix it rich. Yeah. Right, right. Where you're, where you, you just get to a point where you go, you know what? I've made too many mistakes today. Yeah, I'm right. just going to set some money on the ground <laughs> and hope that someone comes, picks it up, and and writes my shit and just and just fix this this yes. this problem this, that I've made this for myself. Up, up down me, just what I am. Yeah, I I I meant to bring this up earlier in the show because this is actually big news to me. How much do you know about Avril Lavigne these days? Oh, she married uh, the man from uh, from from the Nickelback. Oh, she did. Okay, yep. Yeah. Uh, Chad Kroger. Right? Chad Kroger. Yeah, uh-huh. he looks like a cartoon lion. Chad yeah. Kroger. Wow. Wow, did I just change your life? Yeah, that really gives me pause. Uh, he's got pause he too. Does if have he pause. was a he cartoon a lion. lion. Uh, tiger. Excuse me. Oh, maybe a lion. Car- uh, cartoon big cat. <laughs> just a cartoon big cat. Uh, what about Avril Lavigne? Um, did you hear? Have you heard the conspiracy theory that she is that she has oh, died? We've talked about. Th- yes. I think I introduced you to this. Yeah, okay. there's a there's a theory that there's a different Avril Lavigne out there. It's very weird. Got great news. Avril Lavigne is alive and well, and she was at Ms. and Maurice's baby shower, and it was the weirdest thing in the no, world. No, we knew that. Well, but 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 no, but I but saw seeing her. it in action. Se- okay, seeing her in the flesh, I had a moment of just like. <gasps> She does exist. <laughs> they do exist. They do, exactly. But hang exactly on. Like that. We do know that the show was re- filmed a year ago. Yeah. A that, lot so that was, the, that was the other thing is uh, during the Daniel Bryan promo, the Daniel Bryan Miz segment, the, the thing was that like the Miz was like, I can't be at the arena tonight because I have to be on set for my hit reality show. And I was just like, nah. You filmed this a year ago. Episode two, your wife is having a baby shower for the baby that you threw at Daniel Bryan yesterday. Like, yep. you done had that baby. You didn't just rip it out of Maurice and throw it right at him. Well, do they do, like— uh... That would have been a better bit. Oh, God. <laughs> if Maurice was still fake pregnant and then—or, like, was still preg- pregnant, but it was faked. And sure. so he just ripped a baby out of Maurice and threw it at Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that would be the last episode of WWE. <laughs> um, Truly. Wait, did, did they do, like, the talking heads thing? In the show, or it's just like the interviews. Uh, yeah, yeah, they do that thing. I, I wonder if they record that kind of stuff like way later, or if they try to do it you in know, time. I always wonder about that. I wondered about that a lot with uh with RuPaul's Drag Race, mm. which is literally the only other reality show that I watched with any kind sure. of regularity. But I always wonder if it's like, are they interviewing them about this in the moment, or are they like they they shoot the whole show, they cut the whole show. And then they like play back clips for people, and they're like, "So, what were you thinking about during during this time?" And they're like, "I don't fucking know. Yeah, this was right. a year ago." And they're like, "We're paying you a lot to be on the show. Please come make up with some fucking up. thoughts. Bring us some drama. Here are some talking points. If you need drama, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that is. So yeah, maybe they are filming the talking head segments now, as opposed to. I saw I saw an Instagram account this morning. Yes, that it's somebody who takes uh, screenshots from Queer Eye mm, nice. and like basically redubs it i guess like adds new subtitles and so the conversations is it are like just Kierka, not... Kierka, kim card kim kirka kardashian oh i'm sorry there there is a twitter <laughs> account that mashes up uh kim kardashian quotes with kierkegaard quotes and I don't so know what be, that is uh kierkegaard is a philosopher oh okay yeah it's it's funny anyway gotcha. the queer eye thing that you found the joke that you were making did you want to get back to that no it's just other text. It's not text from anything else. Well, it, I mean, it, it's like in character, but the conversations are just oh, like see. absurd. And so I it's see. pretty funny. Okay. It was good. That was nice. Um, well, anyway, now that we've fully unraveled the Avril Lavigne mystery. Now that we've talked about every other show. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can successfully end this show, our show, Blind Tag. Episode 68. 
68. 68. Thank you very much for listening to episode 68. I know I am very excited for next week's episode. That's for darn sure. If you would like to interact with us in the meantime, you could find us on the internet. We are at blindtagcast.com. We are also blindtagcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, You can also send us an email, blindtagcast at gmail.com, and you can rate and review us on iTunes. We certainly appreciate that. Uh, We also want to thank uh, Small Parks for our internet music. We really appreciate them letting us use that for this. And with that... My name is Matt Raddick, and I have been your face. My name is Rondo Volano, and I've been your heel. Thank you very much for listening. Have a nice week, and happy Rusev Day. Cause you fall.